Hey everyone, welcome back to Navigating Netflix Originals. As always, I'm Madison, and as always, I'm joined by Jamie. Hello. And today, (laughs) (laughs) we will be smashing the patriarchy with the Netflix original film Moxie. Or at least making an effort to to smash the patriarchy. I'm not sure the movie completely does it on its own, but it tries. <laughs> yeah, it's a step in the right direction. It is. It definitely is that. Yeah. Um, so if you haven't watched the film, it is a 2021 spin on the classic high school drama <laughs> where yeah. we actually deal with relevant issues and not just, you know, cheerleaders and football people. They're still there, but... <laughs> relevant issues on top of them (laughs) they are still there yes (laughs) all the high school drama but plus you know substance (laughs) yeah and i like it's kind of funny watching these sorts of things because it's true that like in all of them there's always like the football guy and the cheerleader and and like yes in our high school we had cheerleaders and football players but They did not wear their cheerleading outfit or f- or uniform every single day everywhere they went. They they did wear them on game days, though. I do remember yeah. that yeah. being a thing. On game days. But it seems like in this universe, they're wearing them always. And I'm like, and in every other like high school drama, I'm like, yeah. why? We, can, <laughs> we understand who they are. You can just say so without making them constantly wearing their outfits. But yeah, um, but yeah so... <laughs> Uh, well, before we get into any sort of discussion, in case it comes up and we don't know when, we will give a trigger warning. There is talk or, you know, sexual assault is referenced in the film. Um, so I just want to let everyone know that if you're listening and that is triggering for you, I don't know when that'll come up, but it will probably. So maybe just be aware. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it has already come up. We have discussed that it will happen. (laughs) Yes, indeed. But um, Um, what are your what are your thoughts? Okay, so number one, I wish that this type of film existed when I was in high school, (laughs) because this is like the kind of content that we need to be talking about with high school students. Um, Obviously, when when we were in high school, the internet and cell phones weren't like really a thing. (laughs) Because we're old. But So, like, a lot of the social media aspects that are discussed in this film wouldn't be, have been relevant to us. But just the idea that they're talking about, like, the patriarchy and the way that, like, women are viewed in high school, I guess. Yeah. Um, it was, I really enjoyed that. And it just makes me happy that they're making films that are more inclusive like that and that include people of other races as well. And that high school's kids these days could actually be watching these and benefiting from them just makes me happy. <laughs> me too, 100%. It's, um, it's, it's good to see, yeah, good messages presented in this sort of film. And I feel like just a simple fact that, you know, most often, especially in older films, like ones that we would see, there would be like these sort of stories about this bad guy uh, football player who was kind of a douche and you know maybe overly assertive in a lot of ways but ultimately they would get together with the main female and everything would be hunky-dory and it's like right. no we need to realize that there are some extremely important issues that need to be talked about there are discussions of boundaries that need to take place there's you know all sorts of stuff that 
I feel like was really basically just a joke when we were younger. Yeah. So I'm yeah. glad I'm glad they're they're finally facing that. And like I know they they the big like a, a well a part of this film is the whole idea of this list that yeah. gets created where I, it seems they have like 50 or more categories where you know you make this list if you have the best ass or you know, there's like a whole bunch of different ones that were all mostly degrading to women mm-hmm. um there probably were a few that were like beneficial to guys you know like a hottest guy or something you know on the list but so like the whole idea of this list exists and i remember shit like that from when we were in school again it wasn't on social media it wasn't something that everybody would get a text with this list but they were like lists written down on paper that people would like pass around um so like it's not a new idea it's just you know a modern take on it (laughs) oh my god so i didn't know that there were these lists in our high school because i guess i wasn't privy to them but (laughs) (laughs) i mean i don't think it was like a huge issue but like it was a thing where i've i had seen Mm. people have them and passing them around and stuff um yeah, wow. <laughs> I don't. I don't know anything. I, I wasn't like yeah. onto like who was parts of the list, but I do remember them being a thing at more than one point. Like maybe even as early as middle school, like being aware that people were being ranked like that. Yeah, yeah. So Defin- yeah. definitely ranking. Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> I guess I wasn't aware that it was like actually on paper, but it, it is kind of. Interesting, because one of the questions that I was going to ask you is, do you think that that's something that really happens? But clearly it does. So, <laughs> so there we go. No, it's... Uh, whether or not it happens on like the scale that it happens yeah. in this movie, where like it seemed that everybody in the entire school received a text message yeah. exactly <laughs> with this list, that seems more unlikely. Yeah. It seems like probably be something that would be kept more on the down low because you wouldn't want teachers to like right. get a copy of it or anything but and, um and probably canonically among the sort of quote popular kids instead yes yeah because they're you know the ones making the list i'm sure right. so. yeah well and there, therein lies an issue because you know yes. our friend group in high school was not really that so yeah <laughs> i don't think that we were even on the radar of the people no. For, for good, bad, or, or indifferent categories. <laughs> no. <laughs> weren't on their radar at all, which was probably just for the best. <laughs> no, I think, I think to clarify for the listeners, I think our friendship group could probably only be described as the misfits of the, of the school. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The people who didn't know where else to sit at lunch all just sat together and became friends, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's, it's kind of funny because, like, I don't know, I feel like when I, when I was in high school... That's another thing, too, like, especially when uh, Vivian was walking up the first day of classes, you see all of the canonical groups of people, uh, which I guess, you know, the cliques or whatever, which is which is true to an extent. But like, I feel like in high school, I was very much like someone who sort of drifted between groups because I was like friends with the musical theater kids. And I was, you know, friend. I ended up doing, you know, track my senior year. So then I was friends with sporty people. It's yeah. a, it was kind of like a mixed bag, but yeah, you definitely had like all the goth kids you were friends with too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't forget that, Jamie. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> that description of your high school. Definitely that one, which is what scared you away from me for one year at least. Just for a year. <laughs> and then I was forced into, you know, actually meeting you. <laughs> right. <laughs> to be fair, I was a creep, so. 
Um, <laughs> well, you know, you still are. So. Yeah, true. <laughs> but anyway. Um, but yeah, so um, I, I think... I go ahead. Is I don't I don't know that I remember like large like groups or cliques of people just like standing around so much the way they're always portrayed in movies and like our high school also didn't have any outdoor area where you were allowed to be in between classes or before classes like you got off the bus and then walked across cement into doors and you stayed (laughs) inside and they let you go home true (laughs) true but um what were you gonna say i was gonna say like on in terms of the so, you know, the main premise of this is Moxie, which is the creation of this sort of feminist zine by Vivian and spread throughout the school, which causes change and all that. But I I like that premise a lot, and I know that zines are a thing. And it's kind of mentioned that, like, apparently in California, they're all the rage, or the Bay Area. <laughs> but that's also something that, like, we didn't really have... We barely even had, like, a school newspaper, I feel. We definitely didn't have announcements like they did in this. <laughs> yeah, we had morning announcements that were pretty much always done by adults. Mm-hmm. I know that there was like a couple periods where they would like let like seniors talk, but for the most part, they were just done by adults. Um, but I don't, I don't, I know. I think we did have a school paper, but maybe it only came out like once a year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe that's just the yearbook. Maybe that too. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't remember there being, like, little papers that were being passed, like, this sort of, what do they call them, zines? Yeah. I had never heard of that word before. This <laughs> <movie>. <laughs> I think it's just, like, a small magazine is why. Yeah, I'm not, I love the guy at the, the coffee shop. Me too. <laughs> was, he's, like, totally on her side. By Frank, the yeah. <laughs> no, he was great. I really liked that, too. And it was kind of, yeah, it was funny that... Uh, they seem to develop a little relationship. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> I love that their first encounter was her just like bursting in and being like, I need a shit ton of copies of this. Yeah. <laughs> How many is that? 50? <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Very dramatic. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I so, go ahead. I was, no, I was, I was, we didn't really give like, an overview of like what the main oh, that's true <laughs> like if you haven't watched this before the idea behind this film is that there is a girl called vivian who starts moxie like what jamie said and she kind of keeps it a secret from her friends um but like joins this kind of feminist smash the patriarchy group um as and it becomes clear that like the more she learns about it the more of a problem that she sees that it is you know she starts seeing it everywhere she goes it's on the news you know like they they, like it's just becomes like almost something that she was taught to not see until Mm -hmm. somebody says hey look at this and see what problem this is and then it's like you can't stop seeing it everywhere kind of thing and i think that most girls go through that at some point in their life where they're like whoa yeah this is all fucked up there's nothing good in society at all (laughs) just reach a tipping point yes (laughs) yeah no it's true so it's good it's good that they're promoting this definitely i wonder if people will be inspired to do similar things in their school maybe probably not now because of the pandemic but maybe next fall (laughs) well (laughs) maybe when kids are allowed to go back to school that would be nice um and I, I like the representation of, like, 
I, the, I guess the English teacher showing like, this this guy who I'm sure he doesn't have any issues with feminism, but he's also never had to think about yeah. feminism before in his life and doesn't really understand at first, like why the, the student body is getting involved in it or, or thinking about it at all. But like in the end, like he clearly kind of comes around and sees it from their side and is like yeah. supportive of them all leaving the room to protest, which was like a really good moment. <laughs> yeah. And those of his hands that have the heart and the star on them. Yeah. That was nice. No, it's, uh, I, yeah, I do like that sort of change that we see in him as well. But it is true, you know, that a very common trope is to have this sort of like oblivious teacher who's like, you know, doesn't know what to say and he says the wrong thing and then he's filmed and put on Twitter or whatever. But, and doesn't want to get like caught saying the wrong things. Right. Completely political, correct about everything. Yeah. <laughs> to talk about it so he doesn't offend anyone at all. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also like, I don't know, I feel like that sort of perpetuates this idea that like teachers have no idea what's going on in the real world and they don't know. As an instructor myself, I'm like, I'm aware of things and, you know, tr- yeah. you know, attempt to be very, um, you know, careful of what I say and how I phrase things and how I, you know, interact with people in the real world because of that but i feel like in a lot of these sort of high school dramas and it's kind of probably a way to be like you know separating that generational difference like the teachers are older there's no possible way they could be like you know up with the the you know hip and cool and all that stuff right (laughs) but but yeah i don't know i do i do i think it's it serves the purpose though of showing that okay if by some weird chance you have never heard anything about feminism or the patriarchy in your life like and you are legitimately ignorant to the issues that's okay as long as you're willing to learn about them you know like he kind of represents that idea that like okay if you don't know that's fine but listen and learn now kind of idea um, because there, there are always going to be people, especially in the older generation who haven't had to think about it or haven't sure. been really exposed to it. You know, I think much less so probably from this point going forward in our lives, especially after the past couple of years that we've lived through yeah. these things have brought more to the forefront of media and, and of art, like cr- our creations, you know, TV shows, movies mm-hmm. music you know that kind of thing people are bringing it to the forefront and and making it a priority to talk about them um but there are still people out there who do have a lot to learn oh, <laughs> and yeah. be open to that i think and his character kind of serves as the role to show that that's okay <laughs> yeah i think i think on the flip side of that i kind of like that they had the principal character be you know, you know, the entire idea of this film is focused around feminism. And and for she's very clearly someone who is in a very traditional mindset about things. Like, if something's bothering you, you do not speak up about it, you just deal with it. Slash, she tells this girl she's being emotional, which is like, important, because I feel like in other things we've watched, it's you know, I think of like 13 Reasons Why, which we haven't discussed, but like on that, it's a male principal who, you know, is not taking the plight of the female student seriously. Whereas right. in this, I think it's important to show that like there are also adult women who, you know, do not, yeah, 
you know, believe you or do not think it's serious or either just don't want to face the fact that some of these things are happening and just right. live in sort of blissful ignorance. Um, yep. Because I feel like it, oftentimes when we think of fem- feminism, there's this idea that like all women are sort of in the know and understand, right. but clearly not. No, yeah, that's clearly that's yeah an issue that we deal with. I mean, even just like looking at the female politicians out there. Like, yeah. Oh on, my God. Yeah. On the right side, you know, there are so many of them who are just like either you're an idiot or you're just like actively choosing you know, to support things that hurt you. Right, right. <laughs> and I don't understand that, but um, maybe it is more like a convenience for them. Like she said, like, you know, when um, Lucy goes to talk to her in the show and she's like, ooh, you know, don't use the word harassed. If you say harassed, then I have to do a bunch of paperwork. Yeah. But if he's bothering you, then we can talk about it and have a conversation about <laughs> it. But if he's harassing you, get the hell out of my office. I don't want to hear about it kind of attitude. Which is like, ah, oh, I hate, like, yeah, that's the exact thing. If you're a principal, that's the exact thing you should not be doing. Or if you're like in a leadership position at all, like listen to the people talking to you and take it seriously. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, just like on the note of the principal, like she, it's kind of like shown that at the end, you know, when she she hears, you know, from the, the group outside that the, the one student had been raped the previous year and you kind of get this sense that like, oh, she's, she's on their side now and, mm. you know, she's going to the right thing and and get Mitchell and all that like I guess the the way it ended with that irritated me because it kind of made it seem like Mitchell was gonna get like what was coming to him but like in reality in like the real world it's highly unlikely that this white senior you know prep boy (laughs) is going to actually face any punishment for what he's done and I feel like the show the movie didn't talk about that and and the likelihood that he would just get away with with what had happened that's why i was like honestly surprised that they were presenting that situation like emma leaving the note so late because i was like what this seems like a big plot point that they're just (laughs) sweeping under the rug real quick um (laughs) maybe they're planning to do a moxie too i don't know but um but yeah no i agree that it wasn't it wasn't really resolved i felt a little you know well, it seemed like they kind of wanted it to be resolved, you know, like yeah. that he's going to be punished for it, you know. But this is just like logically and in, in the way that our justice system works in this country, yeah. it's unlikely that that would actually happen. He would be much more of like a Brock Turner situation where he gets away with doing whatever he wants because he's a star athlete and yeah. he's white and he's young and people like him and there's no actual evidence or proof. It's just her word against his. Yeah. And it's unlikely that, you know, anything would happen to that, which is sickening. But um, it is, it is, I guess. And I think that, I guess I wanted them to discuss that. Yeah. I wanted them to say or show or demonstrate somehow the uphill battle it will be for her now to actually prosecute him and to actually get justice for this. Yeah. But maybe they will. Maybe there will be a part two. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Netflix, if you're listening, there's the mm. plot line. <laughs> there you go. We also need to see what happens between Lisa and John, her mom and that guy. But, um, so please. <laughs> I just, I love that she's just like Vivian's drunk when she meets him. It's just like, <laughs> welcome to the family. <laughs> I know. I kind of like that she wasn't really angry about it she was a little like oh who's keeping secrets go to your room 
But she wasn't like pissed off, I don't think. I think she was just kind of like, you're keeping secrets, but you know, I'm not gonna, well, until the next dinner when she does like get real pissy with John. I don't understand Vivian's relationship with her mother because it seems Mm -hmm. like they should get along really well. They have a lot of the same ideas and mindsets and all of that, but yet they don't seem to get along well at all. And I don't understand why. Yeah. Like, Lucy? No, Lisa. 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 No, there's classic no. There's the classic miscommunication and or lack of communication between mother and daughter in this film. Yeah, maybe and maybe it's supposed to be like oh, just angsty teenagers, you know, yeah. not knowing how to live, which you know <laughs> is yeah. fair. But, but it's, um, it's kind of surprising though that like she gets the idea to do Moxie because of her mother's advocacy right. in the past. And yet she never talks to her about it until things are blowing up in her face. That's what I mean. Like, it seems like this would have been something that her mother would have been really excited about her doing and very supportive of and probably would have had suggestions, you know, that she could have things that she had done in the past that didn't work, you know, like guidance for her. And it seems weird that um, Vivian didn't show any interest in like wanting to talk with her mother about it at all. Or maybe she was like afraid to, or, right. or embarrassed to. I don't. I don't know. Like what the reason is. I would have liked to have seen more of Leslie. Nope. I mean Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I mean they, they, their relationship troubles are very, very quickly resolved at the end. But, yeah. um, <laughs> but <laughs> no, it's true. And there's even that moment when she finds out that she did start the club when she's unloading in her bedroom about all the things that are wrong with her at the moment. She, you know. Um, Lisa is like, you started excited. a feminist club? Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's excited about it. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of funny. Um, kind of a strange thing. But, but you know, it wouldn't be a Netflix show if there wasn't some lack of communication somewhere. Because... Yeah, and I guess, like, Amy Poehler was also directing the film. Yeah. So she probably didn't have a lot of time to play a super in-depth role. <laughs> right. That's true. But, uh, um... um on the note of Leslie Knope, though, I want to yeah. give a shout out to Ethel Beavers, who was also in the show. Oh, very well. She was the old lady that at the volunteer. Oh, place. yeah. Yeah. Ethel nice. Beavers. Nice. <laughs> um, Parks and Rec on the show. If you're <laughs> there you go. Um, so we talked about Mitchell, who's the worst. Um, but Mark. let's talk about Seth. Who is, like, if angelic like, sounds right. could play around him all the time, they would. <laughs> all of the time. <laughs> he is, he's like, if you could create, like, the perfect feminist high school boy mm-hmm. <laughs> who, who was just, like, perfect in, in every way, um, this would be him. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yep. Which is so good and, because, like, you know, we've talked about how good this is that they're having representation and like good role models and good, you know, information that they're getting. But it's so important too, for like young boys, I think, or teenage boys to realize that like, this is how you should be acting. You should not be acting like this douchebag. Like you should be accepting and you should be also feel free to set your own boundaries. Like I loved that, that, you know, Vivian was all for them, like getting down before that game. And he's just like, I kind of thought it would be 
special and she, you know i was I like yes pictured my first time not being in the back of a car before a football game. <laughs> i was like good because we're so i feel like all we ever get in media f- about teenage boys is that they're so like sex crazy and they don't yeah. think about anything and they're they have difficulty with boundaries and all this stuff and i'm like this is a perfect representation of how you should behave right <laughs> and and I think we need more of that because yes. I think the, the whole stereotype of like teenage boys just being horny and wanting to fuck all the time, <laughs> it, it's perpetuated to the point that teenage boys think that's how they are supposed to be. Yeah. You know, like this is what society is expecting me to be like, so that's how I should be kind of thing. And it's like, no, <laughs> yeah. that's not how you should be. I loved that when they, you see Seth with the stars and hearts on his hand for the first time. Lu- Lucy's just like, that's hot. <laughs> like, yeah. A guy who's like representing feminism and showing respect is hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I did too. I do. The other thing about Seth that I really like is that after the. He also. It, I guess this kind of goes with boundary setting, but also like he immediately was not going to take the shit from Vivian of her like turning around and like he says, treating him like her punching bag. And I'm like, that is also important too, because like we should take times when your partner is like extraordinarily terrible to you and treat them like serious situations yeah, and not just be like, Oh, it was a one-time thing. It's fine. Like, no, we need to address the shit when it's happening because exactly. I would expect a woman to address it if a man treated her like that. So yeah, right. as a guy, you should feel okay being like, you're treating me like shit and I do not like it. <laughs> That's not okay. You can't just do that. <laughs> it's like, And uh, like he also brought up the point that he was kind of, that she was kind of treating everybody yeah. crappy at that point, you know, and, and mostly because she was keeping her identity as like the, the creator of Moxie a secret still. And her best friend, Claudia had kind of taken the fall from it and been suspended. Uh. And he's just like, you know, you, if you, this is a good cause, you need to put your name on it and stand up for what you've created. He didn't quite say that, but that was kind of the implication. <laughs> yeah, true. I think speaking of Claudia, I think that's a good example too, of how you can be supportive because the thing about Claudia is that like, because of her situation with her mother, who was very strict and mm-hmm. all of that. Um, she didn't feel comfortable very, being very active and open and out, you know, supporting things out loud. Right. Um, but that doesn't mean that she wasn't supporting it. So I think it's important right. too that they presented that to show that like, you're not always aware of someone's situation. You're not, you know, and you also don't need to be front and center to make those changes. You can right. also be doing it sort of on the side. You know? Well, and, and also, like, to go along with that situation, like, the day that they decided that, like, Moxie said, we're going to wear tank tops in support of, like, um, the woman who was, or the girl who was sent home because she was in violation yeah. of the dress code. Um, and, like, there's always going to be women who want to support a cause like that, but who just don't feel comfortable yeah. wearing a tank top. You know, like, that I can, would never have worn a tank top. You couldn't have paid me money to wear a tank top in high school. Right. Like, it's just... <laughs> not have happened there would have been no cause worthy of that in my opinion because i was just not comfortable enough with my body to have done that (laughs) that's okay too like you know claudia finds her own way to help support this cause um like you said and that's that's a good thing yeah definitely so i'm glad 
I'm glad they showed the different angles and the different things. Yes, absolutely. And I think that like with Claudia and her situation with her clearly like strict parents, I, I want to like believe that if Claudia had sat down with her mom like the night before and explained to her like what had happened at school and what you know she wanted to do she wanted to wear this tank top and like support of it that maybe her mother would have seen it differently you yeah. know because i'm sure she had no idea why her daughter was leaving the house wearing this risque tank top you know right. <laughs> and maybe if she had known and had understand like had understood which is you know girl, women have to talk to each other too and explain what's going on to each other right absolutely but yeah <laughs> i mean that's that's pretty much the the, the long and short of it, but it's definitely, long. yeah, definitely something that I would uh, recommend to others. Oh, absolutely. I think that this, this is my new favorite, like, high school drama film. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's really good. I mean, it's got a good story. It's got a lot of, you know, there's a little bit of romance, you know, with, with Seth and, and Vivian, but mm-hmm. it's not, like, over... emphasized and also mm -hmm. not you're not left with the idea where a lot of like older high school films leave you with the idea like oh they're going to be together forever you you know you you know that they've forgiven each other and they're going to be okay for the next week or so but (laughs) high school so it might not go any longer than that (laughs) (laughs) true yeah it was like not the biggest plot point no but i i like that i like high school films where romance isn't the biggest plot point yeah because usually that means they're talking about something more important these days. <laughs> true. <laughs> Very true. <clears throat> but yeah. yeah. Uh, did you, you said you didn't write any quotes, right? I didn't write any notes at all on this film because yeah. I just like got really into watching it. And, yeah. and I, I just watched it today. So I knew I didn't need like plot point notes, <laughs> yeah. but no, I didn't write any quotes down other than the couple that I remembered and, and said during the episode. Yeah. I didn't write any down. I guess like the only one that comes to mind is when um, Emma <laughs> gets up and she's like, I just feel like I want to scream. And then she screams. It just reminds me of, um, there's this episode of golden girls where Blanche is like, I'm so angry. I could scream. <laughs> and she starts screaming and Rose is like, my God. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, but, I like like the whole schoolyard of like women and girls screaming yeah. at the other and just like pure frustration of yeah. the, the system that's oppressing them. And that was that was beautiful. <laughs> it was. It really was. Uh there was one other quote. I don't remember exactly how it went, but it was like Something like there are more of us than there are of them, you know, where women are the, the number one untapped resource in this yeah. country. And like, that is very true. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and I heard that it, that like idea of women being the number one untapped resource in the world, really. Like I've heard that on multiple platforms recently. It seems to be something that people are starting to realize that mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a lot of us and, and, you know, we can do a lot more if we put ourselves together <laughs> instead of trying to fight against one another. Absolutely. 100%. Well, <laughs> I think that's a good thing to end on so if um if you guys want to let us know what you thought of moxie uh you can go ahead and reach out on twitter at nno podcast or you can send us an email at navigating netflix originals at gmail.com and please once again feel free to also send us our your suggestions of what you might want us to talk about in the future there you go all righty until next time then bye, <laughs> bye. <laughs>